The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spa, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. You'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. The woman, of course. Well, a little ditty I was reading about from Matt Wilson online. It's about a new study looking into people who use social media. And I found it fascinating, and I think you will too. It's new research from Let's Heal, a Netherlands-based nonprofit, And what they're finding is people who regularly use social media want to work with companies that do good things. And guess what? You happen to be nicer when it comes to non-social media as well. I thought that was so interesting. Uh, People, according to Let's Heal, it says that people who use the Internet, specifically social media, are a heck of a lot nicer than people who don't. They do more volunteer work. They're more polite in public. And according, uh, this is according to a survey of 24,000 people in six countries. And guess what? They're not just interested in deals or flashiness, according to Matt Miller's article, that people who use social media actually want the brands they buy to do good things in the world. And I say, why not, right? Well, Let's Heal's founder, Mark Wardy, um, was saying that he finds such brands pro-social. So pro-social are the kind of brands these people want to do, to do business with. Uh, nearly three-fourths, 72% of social media savvy people prefer pro-social brands. And they would actually rather work for a pro-social company. Some of the topics that are most interesting to people who use social media are health, the environment, and children's rights. So anyway, I thought that was really interesting. So if you use social media, guess what? You're nicer than people who don't, according to Let's Heal. Well, our first profile today is the Nicole Miller Networker. This is a woman in her late 40s to early 50s, self-employed. She's a small to mid-sized business owner working full-time and bringing in over $60,000 a year. She either has children in high school or in college. They're influenced by fashion, liking to stand out in a crowd. They consider themselves ambitious and motivated. Uh, They live in the moment, though take advantage of life and they say how I spend my time is much more than important than how I spend my money and she does look at her job as a career not just as a job she she really looks for quality items she puts a lot of value into top designers and paying more uh, means that she's going to get better quality goods and she's open to trying new things at re 
retail. She's shopping at Williams-Sonoma, Bloomingdale's, Nordstrom, Calvin Klein. She's driving a Cadillac, a Toyota, a Volvo, and a Lexus. And uh, she's top media choices include Architectural Digest, People Magazine, Martha Stewart Living, Entrepreneur, Money, First for Women, and In Style. She's watching cable like Food Network, HBO, HGTV, Court TV, if you can believe that, CNN, and We. And when it comes to online, she is at eBay, Travelocity, Amazon, MSN, and iVillage. Well, my guest for today certainly knows a lot about women, especially women in business. Connie Glasser is speaker and author. You probably read her Swim with the Dolphins book. It came out a few years ago, focused on women in business. She has a brand new book out. We're going to be talking about it today. It's called Gender Talk Works. More from Connie when Purse Rings returns after the break. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Her strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. MySEOTool.com is your all-in-one SEO management resource. MySEOTool.com makes it easy to optimize and oversee all of your SEO efforts. Line-by-line detailed reports help you identify any problems and show you how to fix them. MySEOTool.com is completely automated. Once you use it, you will see a rise in your search rankings and traffic. Try MySEOTool risk-free today. Go to MySEOTool.com. MySEOTool.com. If you're looking for a new multifaceted SEO and social media tool set, look for The Raven. Raven has the important tools that every internet marketer needs. Raven offers customized metrics for managing link building campaigns, social media campaigns, with campaign reporting and research tools that you can easily manage. Build up campaign performance for your clients and give your team the tools that will make them soar. If you want to increase your internet marketing revenue, look for The Raven. Go to raventools.com. That's raventools.com. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. The Jerry Abram Show, Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the entertainment channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Welcome back to Her Strings. I'm thrilled today to have Connie Glazier on the program. She's the author of Swim with the Dolphins. I'm sure you've read it. She's also a nationally recognized expert on gender relations. Connie, welcome to the program. Thank you, Maria. Really excited to have you on the show. If you haven't read Swim with the Dolphins, folks out there, you need to. Connie, clearly, I know you're, you're well-regarded um, when it comes to gender communications. You've written several books. You've 
I know you get tapped all the time to speak. And now you're out with a book called Gender Talk Works, which really dives into how men and women communicate in the workplace. Talk, if you would, about what drove you to write this book now. Well, Maria, the landscape of the workplace, as you know, has changed very dramatically, and it's not your father's workplace anymore. A lot of the old rules just don't apply, and misunderstandings and conflicts can result. So what are the new rules? How can men and women work together more effectively for greater productivity, collaboration, and to minimize conflict and even the threat of lawsuits? Oh, yes, lawsuits. They, they do loom fairly large, I think, today in the workplace, and we tend to be a somewhat uh, legalistic type of uh, society. And I, as you said, today, now more than ever, we really do need to have these kind of communications guidelines. We've got more women than ever before in the workplace. Uh, we've got, you know, the economic downturn of the last few years have put women oftentimes kind of in the driver's seat when it comes to being the sole breadwinner for her family. And I'm, I'm curious, what do you think our biggest challenges are when it comes to communicating between men and women? Well, men and women tend to use language differently. For instance, men tend to use conversation as a means to assert their opinion, negotiate, and also maintain status. It's all about the win. It's kind of a game of one-upmanship, shoot, score, win, done. With women, it's quite different because, yes, communication is used to convey information, but it's more a collaborative kind of give and take, and there's a lot of emphasis on the relationship and building rapport. So it's not so much about winning as it is about everyone getting along and feeling good. Mm -hmm. Well, and I know we women sometimes are our own worst enemy. Talk a little bit, if you would, about how we trip ourselves up and how we can manage to avoid those, those pitfalls, especially when dealing with men? Well, good question. As little girls, most of us were taught to be modest, not conceited, polite, and this works rather well among girls and among us as women within our own network. But it doesn't always play out that well in the workplace in a mixed group. For instance, a woman at a meeting who is trying to kind of hedge coming on too strong might preface a remark by saying something like, well, you may think this is a stupid question, but, and then go on and ask a very good question. Now, if there are other women at the table, they are not going to take it literally, and they're not even going to hear it because it's sort of a ritualistic remark. Men who tend to take language much more literally are going to hear two words, and those two words are stupid question. And we know that women tend to be better listeners than men anyway and gives them, men, an opportunity to tune out. So what we don't want to do is put ourselves down. We don't want to start off with something that discredits ourselves right off the bat. And finally, when we do a good job and we are acknowledged or credited with it, let's make sure that we accept that credit. If I make a presentation, and I'm acknowledged for it, and someone says, good job, Connie, and I say, it was nothing, that I'm giving that credit away. Not to suggest that I should be conceited and be shouting from the rooftops how great I am, but a gracious thank you is altogether appropriate. Once we get that credit, let's not give it away. 
uh, here, here. And I think sometimes we're afraid of taking credit. We don't want to appear to be too boastful. And I think that's kind of back to that good girl behavior that's ingrained in us from the time we were just children that, you know, you want to be modest, you want to be humble, you don't, but, but by saying thank you, you're just acknowledging politely what someone's already told you, correct? Exactly. And we need to find our own way to do that. Because keep in mind, the competitive workplace is out there and we are going to be competing with that guy next to us who doesn't have any problem at all. When he's told what a good job it was, he's going to say, yeah, I really worked hard and I'm so delighted that it came out so well and I'm thrilled (laughs) with the success that we have had. I love that. Absolutely. I worked hard for that. Dang right. It's good. Well, (laughs) but we need to figure out a way, and this is very tough for women, to gain that visibility, to accept the credit, and to do it in a way that feels comfortable for us and not perceived as boastful. Because if it is perceived as boastful, the other women will tend to knock you down. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You don't want to appear to be like you're scrambling up the corporate ladder and you're going to step on anybody that gets in your way. I mean, it has to be a delicate balance. And I'm sure that there are lots of tools to equip us with that. I know you, you've already shared a little bit about this, the power of the simple thank you, the simple and the acknowledgement of when someone's telling you job well done. But when it comes to men and women trying to make a real communication connection in the workplace, what other tools would be helpful for us to know? Well, I I think one of the most important things, Maria, and a lot of the companies that I work with are becoming very savvy about this, is to acknowledge and recognize difference in communication styles. So, for instance, men tend to be more direct in their communications. So you have probably had this response, as I have myself, when emailing to a guy, and you get back a one-word response, like, okay, yeah, fine, and they in their culture, in their world, that's sufficient. They have mm-hmm. conveyed the information, so check it off. They've won. Women, on the other hand, tend to like detail. And let's face it, if we got a comment like that, we're thinking, well, what did he mean by fine? Did he mean fine <laughs> or did he mean fine or okay? Or we're trying to read something into it because we, we understand, we grasp that nuance. For women, we tend to err on the other side, and we like that detail. So know whom you're dealing with, and if they're cut to the chase, focus on the bottom line, that's what we want to deliver. And for guys who may be listening, or if I'm doing a seminar for men and women in a corporation, I will tell the guys to try to use at least a sentence when they're communicating with women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's smart, I think, because I, I think a lot of those are in, kind of open to interpretation. I have a great example from my own life just past week. I'm working with a new gentleman on a project. Um, he needed to approve it before it went out the door. I sent it to him. He was off-site, so I couldn't have a face-to-face conversation with him. He responds by saying, cool. <laughs> Well, I don't know if cool means go ahead and send it or cool means I'm going to review it or cool means, yeah, I appreciate your approach. So I beam back to him, great, let me know when you've approved it. I'll be happy to send it on. (laughs) And then we do about two more rounds of that when it suddenly dawns on him that he was not clear. And he even said 24 hours later, you know, I probably should have told you that I had approved that. That's what I meant by cool. 
Now, I don't know how many of us would have interpreted cool as a thumbs up to send something. <laughs> Maria, that is a perfect example. I may want to include that in my next book with your permission. Oh, absolutely. You have full permission. I can even show you the email chain. It just, it was a hoot. But again, I didn't want to presume to interpret what he meant. I wanted him to clarify because I didn't want to make a misstep. Well, you know, had had I gone beyond him and said, okay, I'm sending it, you know, then I could have gotten into trouble. When in doubt, clarify, clarify and confirm. Absolutely. That's what I live by. I've learned the hard way. Um, Clearly, you get a ton of this kind of feedback, I would imagine, with the many clients that you work with. You work with a lot of large companies. I'm sure a lot of them bring some of the same concerns to you. What, What are you hearing most from them? Well, interestingly, Maria, before writing Gender Talk Works, we did a very far fetching, far reaching survey of how men and women perceived challenges in the workplace. And we asked over 5,000 men and women, very diverse group, diverse age-wise, gender-wise, ethnic, and so on, what do you see as being the top challenge in dealing with the opposite gender in the workplace? And let me share with you the top result. And this was predictable across the country, across industry. Women felt that men did not take women seriously, and men felt that women were too emotional. That was the top pet peeve or challenge that came up consistently and then predictably among men and women. Now, are these perceptions or are these reality that men don't take women seriously or that women are too emotional at work? The conclusion that we came to is it almost doesn't matter because what we find is decisions are made based on perceptions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Perception is undoubtedly reality. Whether we agree with that perception or not, it's almost irrelevant. We, we have to ensure that our actions don't support the perception, right? Right. Yeah. Well, when we come back, I do want to talk to you a little bit about what companies you feel are doing a really great job at diminishing tension in the workplace when it comes to the sexes. So more from Connie when we return in just a moment. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Her strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money. You can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. 
Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Merchant Help Desk, presented by AscenderCart.com. Thursdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And we're back. Joining me today is Connie Glazier's We've been talking a lot about gender communications in the workplace. Gender, gender communications, of course, is Connie's area of specialty. You may have read her books, Swim with the Dolphins. That was focused on women in business. She has a brand new book out called Gender Talk Works about gender and talking, of course. And we've been talking today about some of the things that trip us up as women in the workplace when communicating with men. And one is a perception, of course, that we're very, very emotional. And we know that a lot of companies, Connie, that you work with end up finding a lot of these reoccurring themes. Can you share a little bit about companies you feel are doing a good job when it comes to diminishing tension between men and women in the workplace and kind of providing that healthy balance for both genders? Sure. I work with dozens of companies, Maria, that are doing the right thing. And let me just name a few. Uh, FedEx, Bristol-Myers Squibb, the pharmaceutical company, Kimberly-Clark, and Pepsi. These companies share a few things in common. One, there is a very strong commitment to diversity from the CEO down. The CEO is accessible and makes his people, his or her people, aware of this commitment. And I should say her because PepsiCo has a very strong, powerful female CEO who is absolutely terrific. These companies typically also have a strong women's leadership initiative that is empowered to serve as a kind of catalyst for change and be the voice of women within the organization. And finally, these companies are willing to have what I call the gender talk, and address these issues of how women and men communicate differently and how we can all adapt to collaborate better. Mm-hmm. And collaboration is the key. I know it's, it's a buzzword around our, our shop about collaborating and listening, right? It starts Absolutely. really listening. Listening is huge. And it turns out that the latest neuroscience supports the fact that probably what women have known for a very long time is that women do listen better. And it's partly because of the way our brains are structured. So when I am doing a seminar that is directed toward men and women, one of the points that I drive home really the hardest is for men to listen. And not just listen with their ears, but also let women know that they're listening. A head Mm -hmm. nod, some kind of verbal response, some kind of acknowledgement, it goes a long ways. How about some eye contact? I mean, <laughs> oh, absolutely. In fact, in my household, which is 
a husband and two sons. Oh, my goodness. I really do try to insist on that, <laughs> even if it requires putting the remote down while they're yes. watching the game. Of course, that's not usually very successful. I do, I do try to instill that in them, however. Yeah, you have a lot more control over people that pay you, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, talk a little bit, if you would. You hinted to it just a minute ago about women at the power table. And I know I talk a lot about marketing to women. And, and I've had many, many experts on who have said, you know, it's important to have a mix of men and women, that collaborative approach at the power table when it comes to delivering products and services that speak to both genders, not, not just one or the other. What, what's your thought on that? Well, I think that that kind of mix in diversity is absolutely vital. Uh, as you know, women control over 83% of all the purchasing in U.S. households and influence even more than that. So it's critical that their point of view be represented or companies are not going to be able to compete, not only compete domestically, but certainly compete globally. But to take it a step further, what I am seeing with a lot of companies, when companies are selecting vendors with whom to work or to make purchases, they're now looking at the number of women and minorities in leadership positions within those organizations, oftentimes before they will accept a proposal. And mm -hmm. if a team goes in to make a presentation or a proposal and it's all white men, some companies will not even consider them as they feel that they're not in touch with the marketplace. Mm -hmm. So this diversity and representation of women is critically important. Absolutely. I firmly believe that. And, and clearly went swim with the dolphins when it first hit shelves. It created a lot of buzz about women at the power table, women in management. Talk, if you would, about the impact of that book. I just remember people always saying, you've got to read this book, you've got to read this book. Do you feel like that book has changed? How I do, women and, are and thank you, Maria. Yes, and I Swim with the Dolphins was really a breakout book. And The subtitle of the book is How Women Can Succeed in Corporate America on Their Own Terms. And that really was a breakout notion about women being successful on their own terms, not necessarily by being successful by being a shark, which is the metaphor of the title, or being a male clone, but by building on our own strengths as women. Mm -hmm. And interestingly, uh, the book, which was intended for an American audience in workplace, has been translated into over a dozen languages, including Chinese, Bulgarian, and Hebrew. So we realized, and our publisher did, that it struck a chord, this idea of being true to oneself and one's values and defining one's sex success on one's own terms, not just here in the U.S., but around the world. Well, congratulations on the continued success of that very important book. And, you know, I am always asking this question, and I'm, I'm wondering what your answer is, because I think we all struggle with it as women. Why do you think our gender is struggling with, with being promoted to the highest of levels? And, and not only that, but staying in those positions, whether it be CEOs or, or board, uh, board positions. It's a really good question, and I don't think that there is a simple answer. I think that there is a combination of factors. First off, many organizations are still playing by the old rules, law firms, for example, where there may only be one partner track, which can involve working 80-hour weeks and the pressure to bill that many hours, and that may simply not be a good fit for many women. 
So organizations that need to adapt and provide alternate ladders for success if they want to retain and keep the investment that they have in these very, very talented women. Women, on the other hand, also need to be very direct. And we, we talked about how oftentimes women, we don't want to be too assertive, and we may not want to be too direct in terms of naming what we want, but we need to be direct about what our career, goal, career goals are. If we are ambitious, that's okay to put it out there and to say it. Ask for the jobs that will get you there. Look for opportunities to take risks and gain visibility. And finally, as we said, when you're given the credit, accept it and embrace it graciously. Very wise words. And for people out there who want to learn more about Connie, Connie, Gender Talk Works, the latest book you've got out. I know you can get it on Amazon. Where else can people pick it up? Well, I think Amazon is the easiest place to get it because you know that it's always in stock there. And they mm -hmm. send it out promptly, and you know that you're going to get it in just a couple of days. Wonderful. And if you haven't, haven't, by some reason you haven't read Swim with the Dolphins, you want to pick that up too. Pick up both of Connie's books. Connie, thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much, Maria. It was a pleasure. And also you want to go to her website, ConnieGlazer.com. That's G-L-A-S-E-R.com. Check it out. And thanks to George, my producer, for another great show. And join me right here for another edition of Purse Strings next Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. Mm -hmm.